You're very welcome back to Saturday Chronicle on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Dara Leamy and Jennifer McConnell uh, live from Queen Community Hall. And uh, we have a, a, a great interview lined up for you now, and I hope you'll all enjoy this next interview. Um, we're joined by Mark Nolan, Managing Director of Dromolan Castle. Mark has has 34 years he's working in Jermoland and uh, he, he, he's, he's been heavily involved in hospitality from, from the, uh, the young age of 17 and he's here to tell us about his, his life story and much more. So Mark, good morning to you and thank you very much for joining us on the programme. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you for, for the opportunity. No, we're, we're absolutely delighted to have you. We won't keep you too long because uh, I know you're a very busy man running uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the renowned Jermoland Castle so we, we'll get to it straight away. Um, tell us, Mark, um, how you got in, in, into hospitality starting out. It was at the age of 17 it all started for you. Yeah, I suppose I was, um, I, it started off the summer job. I was down in, in Mayo with nothing to do and I was bored and I met a friend of mine who was working in Ashford Castle at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what, come up and do an interview. You couldn't get staff in the industry at the time. And uh, so anyway, uh, I went up, did an interview, and I started the next day in the restaurant under the uh, guidance of a, a very well-known head waiter, Peter Cullen, who sadly deceased many years ago. Yes, and uh, and actually, it, I'm just I'm just seeing here to quote um, an interview you did with the Irish Times. You said, uh, "I was driving my parents mad, so they sent me up to <laughs> Ashford for a summer job when uh, when, as I referenced, you were 17." And you said, uh, "I picked up a tray, and that was it. You were hooked straight away. It didn't take much to convince you, did it?" Yeah, I, I suppose it, it, I, I was. Now I did realise too that it would be helpful to have a formal part of the of, of, of training as well. So I did go to GMIT in Galway, which is now Tuzo. Yes. And I did a hotel management, diploma in hotel management, which was, which was definitely helpful. And you worked in uh, New York, which was, was, which was an amazing experience, I've no doubt. Yeah, uh, New York certainly was. And I was back in kind of the 80s, and it was kind of bedlam. New York was a bit chaotic. Well, it's chaotic at the best of times, but it was particularly chaotic then. Uh, I was lucky enough to get through my college through Galway GMIT at the time. I managed to get a scholarship done for hotels. Um, and they were an Irish-based company with hotels in Boston, New York, West Coast. And I managed to get a year-long uh, scholarship through Aer Lingus and with Dunphy Hotel. Um, tell us, Mark, as I mentioned in my introduction, you are in Dromoland, Castle, 34 years. Um, how did you land yourself into the job, as first of all, as general manager? Well, um, yeah, I... I, I was 29 years of age. I was working as a deputy GM. I went through the ranks in Ashford, did a diploma, as I said, in hotel management, did, did a little bit abroad, and then came back to Ashford to be a junior system manager. And then I rose to deputy general manager under another great mentor of mine, Rory Murphy, who um, who overnight I became general manager of, he, he said he brought me out to a pub a local pub in in um, in the Neil, which is a great watering spot from Ashford. <clears throat> yes. And he said, "How would you like to be general manager of Jamolan Castle?" And I thought he was joking at the time. But anyway, the rest is history. At eleven o'clock the following morning, I appeared at the front door of Jamolan Castle for a six-month stint, and thirty-four years later, and I'm still here and still loving it as much as the first day I came. Mark, this is Jennifer here. I'm co-hosting with Dara. Um, can I just ask, how do you feel that hospitality has changed over the years? Um, uh, the, the actual hospitality, obviously, uh, ex- 
expectations are much higher uh, from a guest point of view. And that's in the context of certainly Ireland was in the past seen as a kind of a mediocre product. Uh, there weren't that many five-star hotels. I've always been in five-star. That's my niche from my point of view. But, I mean, that would be the one area that you see. We now have, I think, 28 five-star hotels in Ireland. And wow. the standards keep rising. So it, it's quite um, it, it's quite um, a challenge, I suppose, for us in many different ways that we're trying to compete for a reasonably finite. I mean, the North Americans love castles. I mean, that's one of the things that we've, in fact, you know, right now in the castle here today, I 80% of my customers are from North America. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that's the great thing. From a, I'd love the opportunity, if I could, Jennifer, to mention that, you know, I know a lot of kids, and particularly parents of children, are wondering about the hospitality industry, and they say it's hard work. Conditions we have invested, as have all my colleagues invested so much in making, creating a much better working atmosphere mm. and a career pattern for yeah. people entering the hospitality industry. And I know it, you know, it's such a rewarding career. I'm at it 34 years, and I'm, this morning I was up. Still, you, you, you know, you never forget your roots. I was clearing tables when I got a little bit busy in the restaurant, and that's what I love about it. And yeah. that, that's the passion. It's a passionate industry, and sometimes I think it gets a very poor rap, you know, for conditions that existed many, many years ago. Mm. Uh, and I would say that to, to kids that are, and to children that are kind of faltering and not sure about a career path, do give it serious consideration. And more importantly, I'd say to their parents, please make them consider the hospitality or get them to encourage. Because I know, like my own parents, even before me, there were major influencers in my life. Mm. So and I, I must say, I, I picked this against the grain. I was the only person in my class that did it. And I'd say I've had the happiest 34 years, 40 years of my life in this industry. So yeah. I would use that opportunity to mention that. Yeah, no, and I, I would totally agree with you because I myself worked in hospitality for many years. So even though yeah. I had like a, I may have worked in corporate settings, I always had a part-time job working in a restaurant. I took a career break after quite a senior role working for a multinational telecoms abroad and I came back and went to college. And I was able to fall back on, and I don't mean that lightly, uh, but be able to go back into hospitality and end up working in the Four Seasons for a number of years. And, you know, and I think it's one of those things that if you actually develop the skill set in hospitality, it'll stand to you for your life. Forever. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, at every level, you're absolutely correct, Jennifer. You will always, anything that you've done the hospitality will lend, will put you in good stead for any other career, even a, a change in career at a later stage. Yeah. You're well equipped. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think you also learn so many different skills in terms of how to deal with people and deal with many difficult people as well, right. um, but also ensuring that people have a really good experience. So there's so much to it that really stands in any industry, no matter where you go. Yeah, and I, I think the industry has become, it's funny, even you know, post-COVID and everything's post-COVID. It's mm -hmm. like there was a world before COVID and now there's a new yeah. world after COVID. Um, the, the game plan really hasn't changed that huge, hugely. But I would say that there is certainly a, a need for alternative experiences. It's not all about five-star dripping chandeliers. People want experiential yeah, uh, yeah. time. They're, they're more traveling with their families, multi-generational travel. So they want to do something that's kind of unique. Like yes. Not so much unique in terms of fishing, but maybe a cooking experience. And something that they can share with many different generations of their own. So it has changed and we have certainly, we are all the time trying to redevelop activities that are all inclusive, uh, particularly oriented towards families.
Uh, Mark, you mentioned there that um, you know U.S. Uh, tourists are, in, are are quite important to Drumoland and other five-star um, hotels in Ireland. Um, you said eighty percent is 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 what you have in the castle. Would it be fair well, to say that Shannon Airport is a key part in promoting foreign visitors to the Midwest region, therefore allowing visitors to stay in Drumoland Castle? Jared, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's what I was going with that. I mean, Shannon Airport is critical, is critical not only to loads of industry, but particularly to the hospitality industry on the whole western seaboard. And the Wild Atlantic Way was very much based on the back of that ease of access into Shannon. Um, it's a fabulous airport. And, you know, I could only say that, you know, it, 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 its existence has, has created our existence and quite yeah. a few other hospitality products, not just hotels. I mean, the whole Alloway Caves, um, you know, yeah, sure, sure. Every, everything that's around there, the whole Bunrashi experience, King John's Castle, we're all somewhat reliant on the ease of access that Shannon has created for us all. And we will do everything to support it going forward. And we love to see it develop and grow. And there's great positive signs already. Uh, uh, we had uh, Mary, the CEO of the airport, do a presentation at a recent Shannon Chamber lunch, and she was very positive. And, of course, the new routes for the winter particularly with Ryanair is a huge support for because our business model changes considerably from the end of kind of October where air access becomes a bit more challenging out of North America we shift our emphasis to kind of Europe and the Irish market and that's critical that we have that connectivity to make sure that we've a successful winter season. Um, Mark now of course like everywhere I suppose uh, running a hotel I, I, I tell you is, is probably no easy task as maintenance has to be carried out on a regular basis and uh, recently correct me if I'm wrong Mark but uh, Drumol and Castle have spent is it 20 million million on renovations so that yeah, is I mean that's, yeah. that's a huge amount so what have you done as part of the renovations? Well a, a castle can take it off <laughs> Can take an awful lot of maintenance, and of that twenty million, I would say ten million the customer sees, and ten million is in the infrastructure, new pipe work, new uh, new uh, electric cabling, rewiring, replumbing, doing all that kind of stuff. So it's a constant. We have a fairly proactive maintenance program here. Um, every room would get a soft, what we call a soft makeover every five years. That would be carpets, curtains, beds, all the soft furnishings, and every ten years we get a complete mechanical makeover as well. So, and it's important that we keep ourselves very much at the forefront of that. So quite a bit just goes on routine maintenance. The other element would be uh, uh, upgrading our product. We've just opened a fabulous new spa. Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and that, 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 that's been just oh, such a wonderful success. We yeah. have some lovely products. Oskaya and our lead product is Barbara Sturm, which is very well known by North America. And we've just done a complete re redo of our golf and country club dining experience victory and we've both indoor and outdoor dining there so it's constantly investment looking at what our competitive set are doing to be honest with you and making sure we're up there the whole time with 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 the best in class yes yes and 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 mark um i just have two or three very brief questions to ask yeah, you no um many famous people have walked through the doors of Jamolin castle over the years and uh, some of whom were president george bush bill and hillary clinton and of course Nelson Mandela, that was, I mean, I, I can't believe that he, he was there. It must have been phenomenal yeah. to meet him. Well, I suppose, yeah. I mean, every, every head of state is always a special occasion for all the team here. It's just the whole castle goes into overdrive when it happens. But I would say when I'm asked 
over the years, who would be the person that had the most, the deepest impact on not only myself, but the whole team? I would have to say Nelson Mandela, and for a variety of reasons. One is you you got that feeling of an absolutely humble man. Yeah, um, yeah. And he, we had a staff lineup, and he said, Mark, he said, is this all the staff you have? And I said, oh, no, they, you know, this is all we... He said, I want to meet all your staff. Um, so oh, wow, okay. <laughs> he went into the kitchen, he went through the whole hotel and met everybody he could. Yeah. That was the nature of the man. He was just, uh, you know, just uh, an amazing experience. What year was that? Uh, just, you know, I knew you were going to ask me that, so I'm just trying to think about The way I'm going to know is my daughter, uh, Gillian, who is now 27, gave him a posy of flowers, and I think she was six at the time. Oh, so okay. I'm saying it, it's somewhere some around 21 years ago. Wow, okay. I may not be exactly. Okay. He came over to be, he was, Tony O'Reilly was one of our great investors here. and he, I shouldn't say, well, he's no longer an investor, but he's still very much alive. But um, he had, as you know, dedicated, he had built a, a, a hall in UCD, and it was called the O'Reilly Hall. Mm. And Nelson Mandela was invited over because he was a great friend of the O'Reilly's at the time to be a guest lecturer. So before uh, he went up to Dublin to lecture in the UCD Hall, he, um, he spent a day or two here uh, just relaxing and just getting over the flight. He flew into Shannon, and that's how he came to be here. But he spent two days, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful person to have around the hotel. Yes. Um, Mark, recently, of course, we all know that the KPMG uh, Women's Irish Open Golf Tournament was held in Dermoland Castle. I was there myself, and I have to say it was, it was a fantastic atmosphere. It was great boost and advertisement for the castle, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, and it certainly, and the Lords looked down as they gave us great weather, as you know, for the Saturday and Sunday, albeit there's a bit of fog. If we thought it wasn't rain, it was going to be fog. But yes, and it has worked incredibly well. Uh, I, I, my board are very supportive of females in sport, I would say, generally. Yeah, yeah. And the golf ones seem to work for us very well. And now uh, there's quite a few, I don't know if you saw there, Captain, the Minister, Captain Martin, there, is looking to support having the Women's Irish Open, the AIG Irish Open, in Port Marnock and is very supportive of that. And we have uh, we have greater aspirations in the team ourselves here over the next coming years. We hope we'd be welcoming back the Women's Irish Open in 20, uh, 2027. Uh, that's our plan, which will coincide with the Ryder Cup in Adair, different times of the year. One will be way, May, uh, Adair will be September. And also maybe bigger fish, maybe we'd love, we'd love to look at the, um, at the Solheim Cup, which is a huge, huge, there will be a huge jump, but something that we'd love to. We've proven that we can do it here, and I think we'd we'd love to have a crack at it. Mark, I just have one question: When do you actually get to rest? Uh, I'm not a great rester. Um, now, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I'm not a great sleeper. I'm not a great rester. I do, but I mean, next week I'm going off on Wednesday to play two days of golf, and then I'm going on to, outside Paris, and then going on to hopefully, hopefully watch the the quarterfinal with, with Ireland in it, of nice. course. Oh, yes, yeah. indeed, indeed. And, and fingers, toes, everything's our cross for absolutely. tonight. Absolutely. And, and, and in a, it was an article that I read about you there, um, Mark, and you said that, the question was asked to you, something unusual about your job, and uh, you said that my job is not nine to five. Mm. No, no de definitely not. And anybody, Jennifer, that will tell you that also, that's done hospitality yeah. or been in the industry. It's not a no. it's not a nine to five, and that sometimes I don't want to harp back to this can be a deterrent to people, but it, it, it's you know it, it's it's all that thing of people working fifteen sixteen hours a day that's all gone. Mm -hmm. My my yeah. team here work eight hours a day; they don't work more, 
and they're incredibly well looked after, even though I say it myself, um, because we know that to, to keep the team motivated, etc., we need to have good conditions. They all live in ensuite accommodations. That's the whole upgrade we've done this year. And next year is our um, week of respect and uh, regard for our employees. And we have a different experience. We have food trucks coming each day for a different dining experience. We have guest speakers coming. And it's, it's Staff Appreciation Week in, in, in Dromolan. So we really know how valuable they are to us because without them, we're nothing. Mm. Um, so that is our big focus and has been for the last number of years to ensure that people work in a safe, comfortable environment and that they really enjoy it and it's part of a career, not just a job for six months. Finally, Mark, um, before we let you go, um, looking back on your career, I suppose, what were the, some of the highlights and what are your plans for the future? Uh, well, I, I suppose I'm planning my, 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 my escape, as I call it. <laughs> your retirement, okay, right. My retirement. I, I've, you know, I've, uh, we live down in the Hinch. We yes. have a lovely lifestyle. All my kids are grown up and they, they, we're empty nesters, so we've moved down to the Hinch. Um, I, I'm not going to give up. I will certainly remain on in some capacity for a number of years. But uh, I certainly think it's, you know, in the next kind of 12 to 18 months, it's time for somebody else to take on yes. the kind of day-to-day yes. running of the hotel. I'd like to be more strategic, maybe look at more opportunities and be more that person to, to and, and remain on the board. I'm the only Irish member of the, of the board, which is, and the others are the other group are American. And I must say, they have been so supportive of us, and particularly through uh, COVID, when obviously we were shut down overnight. Uh, we said, what, they said, what do we need? We had an emergency meeting. We said, we need money. And within, a, within two weeks, we had raised five million without wow. discussion. So that's the kind of support, that's the loyalty that this industry brings, and that's you know it's a passion and a love. And you know what? You won't even think about the hours you're working in the hotel, but they are regulated now. It is not a cookie cutter day, and that's what I love. Each day is a different experience when I walk in here, and I love it. Yeah, you sound very passionate about Dromoland, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 absolutely. I, I couldn't imagine a, a, a better career. Uh, you know, it's been absolutely fabulous to me. And there's so many opportunities out there from it, as Jennifer both kind of commented on earlier. It opens many doors for you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Mark Nolan, Managing Director of Jamal and Castle, I want to thank you very sincerely for joining us on the programme. And sure, we look forward to chatting to you again, hopefully in the future. Well, an absolute pleasure. I hope so. Thanks yeah. for the opportunity. Thanks, thank you very much. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.